Hi and welcome to Let's Listen with Kieran McBreen. My name's Andrew and Kieran's here with me this evening. Hi Kieran, how are you? I'm great, Andrew, thank you. So today's guest was Jonathan Harkin and just coming off the back of that interview, the big thing for me was never judge a book by his cover. Jonathan was amazing, wasn't he? He was, Andrew. He really opened up and, you know, he, he didn't leave any stone unturned. You know, he spoke about how close he was to a very, very dark place, how gambling and drinking had such a negative impact on his life. But then there was a transformation, and uh, as we'll hear through his own book, Solar Run, he gives many strategies of what worked for him that will hopefully help other people out there. And it was fascinating to understand the journey he's been on and, and like continues to be on, isn't it? He's, that, that comment that he made that your demons and your vices, no matter how hard you work, they're always outside the front door doing press-ups and ready to get you. Really, really insightful. Very insightful. You know, Jonathan made a very clear distinction that, that we've got different personalities within us and that we just have to take control. We have to let the positive person, the more valuable person, the person who's getting more, more success, take control of these demons because, as Jonathan perfectly said, the demons will always be there. So for anyone who wants to learn a bit more about Jonathan or connect with him, you can get him on Instagram, which is Jonathan underscore Harkin. And on there is a link to his free book, which is Solo Run, uh, which is which is 57 pages and is absolutely excellent. So before we get into the episode, I must give people a warning that Jonathan talks about suicide and how close he actually got to maybe taking his own life. If that triggers anybody, please either feel free to reach out to us or to somebody in your own lives to talk about how you're feeling. Also, because of the nature of the topic, some of the language is quite explicit. So please, if you have younger listeners, this prob- this one probably isn't for them. All that aside, this is Jonathan Harkin. Jonathan, tell me your big why. What brings you here today? Uh, my big why would probably what brings me here today is I guess to open up a a good open honest discussion on mindset and my biggest why um I guess that I've probably realized over the last year or two as corny as this sounds and I know that maybe my younger self would laugh at this but like it is literally to to help other people like Jonathan what personal challenges have you come across um I like often think about this like you know and you know, like it's it's easy probably to go into like the the short ebook I wrote solo run. It was the first time, it was the first time I wrote about particular challenges I had, especially the time that just I hit rock bottom, a dark cloud came over me, and I found myself down at the side of a motorway in Abu Dhabi, really considering jumping out in front of a in front of a truck. Do you know, like I could say that was the biggest challenge but your thought process and your mindset like changes every day I guess from studying it from listening to podcasts from working on yourself and that was a battle between me and me or me and whatever was going on inside my head like I've I've had challenges I wouldn't say through no fault of my own but like through faults of my actions you know like I've taken cars under the influence of drink wreck them I've you know I've done silly things put myself in silly situations and I don't mind the ones that I put in that would have affected me personally but I do look back and regret on the ones that did affect close people close friends and people who actually like cared for me at the time and I felt like I might have 
dented that relationship and pushed them away. And, you know, great people that I should have a closer bond with today. And it, it's just something that that off, often plays in my head, like not the not the, time, the individual heart, but just the heart that I might have put on others, you know, through my experiences. I've only started to realize that it's from a very young age. When I was in national school, I remember hearing another kid calling someone fat. So I went home that night and it was the first time I looked at my stomach in the morning. I realized I had a bit of an overhang and no joke. I used to sit in the sitting room and like, mom, I'm hungry. And a pizza would go, mom, I'm hungry. And she's like, Jesus. But uh, so like, I, I guess I just put on a bit of weight, but that really clicked something. And like, instead of sitting on the couch, I spent like, what well, I still kept watching my cartoons and my TV, but I just kept doing it, doing exercises, not even exercises that you do now, just leg lifts and stuff. And I got really, really, really skinny. Like when I went to secondary school, like I shaved my head to to look like Henrik Larsson and Bobo Balde, who played for Celtic, that I looked up to. But I only found out years later that all the teachers thought I had cancer because I was so skinny and I had the shaved head. And, you know, looking back, like I was really fitting, like that was a big driver and always the fittest man. And then like, you know, I went to college, started going off the rails a bit and like I ballooned up. And since then, I'd always compared myself to Ricky Hatton. I'm literally six months of the year, I'm really overweight. And then six months of the year, I'm in the best shape you could possibly be in. Like, and looking back at pictures, the weight was a reflection on how I was feeling. And like, there's nearly a story behind each picture of how I was feeling at that particular time. Like, thankfully now, this is the first year after Christmas, like we all put on the, you know, the turkey pants and I came back and I stood in front of the mirror and like, I'd say my girlfriend's, my fiance's heart's broken because I know you can't see it now, but I have a blanket covering my belly and it's a comfort thing. If I'm at a friend's house, I'll put a pillow in front of my belly. It's something definitely deep rooted in my subconscious, but it was the first time this year, like I stood in front of the, front of the mirror, like um, Tyson Fury and I was just laughing and she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, look at this. And she's like, you usually, you're usually depressed about this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, but I'm training tomorrow and I'm starting a diet tomorrow. So this is the last day I'm ever going to look or feel like this. And tomorrow's the last day I'm ever going to look and feel like that and so on and so forth. And within a month, that's going to be two different men, like, you know, and just the key for me is finding that balance and knowing not to fall back into that trap. Jonathan, you've given us loads of stuff there to think about and to consider. Jonathan, if you, if you don't mind, we're going to go back to that dark place you mentioned. Can you tell us more about that when you were on the side of the road? I moved to a different country, probably didn't enjoy the work I was doing, probably was a little bit like college. I always maybe consider myself a bit younger than I should be. Like I went to college at 17, a bit naive. Like I'm sure if I went there when I was 19 or 20, I would have been more clued in maybe or maybe I just needed to have a role model and that's something I figured out today I didn't have a role model like even someone from my local club or someone in my community a friend or someone from tv or whatever I didn't have someone I looked up to and like I find that strange because I was always a man to look into the mindsets of Kevin Moore and who played for Dublin and then won FA Cups with Man United who'd stick his head where people wouldn't stick his foot I, Roy Keane's like so I, I, I'm, like, I'm really surprised that I didn't have someone to look up to. And I guess that's why maybe one of the th reasons I did go off my way. But 
Anyway, going to Abu Dhabi, I probably felt like I was too young to fit into the big bad world, but I was like 24, 25 and, you know, I started getting in, I was gymming, working, and then once I fell into the same system, into the, what the football team, which went really great because I was really driven at the time, really wanted to make that senior team. By the time I ended up my time in Abu Dhabi, I really pulled myself away from the boys, pulled myself away from the football team, like couldn't make a junior team, but... Like my weight fluctuated, I was drinking as an escape. I was like, I don't want to swear, but I was goosed. I was goosed all week, wondering what the hell is wrong with me. And like, that's a, like, that's a thought I remember having one of my friends who came to my bedroom after I crashed a car one day at Gidor, um, a week before I was to be qualified as a fully, fully qualified teacher. And I, I like, I remember saying to them, like, I'm I'm a an, I'm an alcoholic. When is the next time I'm gonna mess up? But like saying those words, identifying as an alcoholic, and then when is the next time? So my brain was always already looking for the next time to mess up. That's the story I was telling myself. So like that's why I I put real importance on self talk at the minute and catching yourself when when you're probably identifying as something because. I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent there, like, but I've a, I'm working with a lad at the minute who came to me saying I'm an alcoholic and within a short space of two or three weeks, alcohol had nothing to do with it. He didn't have a dependency on alcohol. It was his escapism from a job he didn't like. So he shifted jobs to being a f- like nearly a full-time PT now with 10 clients within like six weeks. Like, So you, we really do need to be careful of like identifying as like I'm depressed I'm anxious, I'm an alcoholic. You're not those things. Yes, they're an emotion or a feeling at the time, but you are not those things. So going back to that particular night, like I guessed, like I was blowing through money that probably I maybe didn't have, like where I should have been saving it. Drinking two, three nights a week, like when all our group were having like a, a big dinner together, I started like removing myself from it. And like just maybe going drinking and like leaving school, going drinking and stuff. And that just came to a heat. Everyone was having like an end of year party, which should have been a great night because like it was a great year, to be honest, meeting great, great people like. And I just locked myself in my room first. But then I realized, OK, like although I pushed some of these people away, like they're good people, they're going to come over and invite you over after a couple of drinks. So I knew one of my friends was gone for the evening. So I went down and I locked myself in his room. So people would think I was probably gone as well. And eventually they found me and they're like, come on over. I was like, yeah, I'm just waiting on a phone call. I don't know who I said. I was just bullshitting. And I was sitting there and like, I was probably started panicking. And like this purple cloud appeared in my head and it like literally went from zero to a hundred, like in the space I've never experienced it before. Like we lived in the middle of the desert. It was a dark, scary place. Like you could see someone with a baya walking past in the middle of nowhere. You're like, where did you come from? What are you doing here? Like in just this odd, like maybe one street late every now and again, something out of, you know, a movie. I like, I started kind of like, Jesus, I can't, I, like I wish I could, but I can't like ring a friend. I can't tell my family this, that I'm boozing and like wasting money and feeling like this and pushing people away I've known here um, and like you know if, if I opened up I probably had like t- 20 lads there that would have you know put the arm around me and I didn't see a way out like and I just 
there was a row empty road beside the particular busy road and I was kind of like soloing about there and then just as my thoughts wandered like I sat closer and closer and I just sat on the curb like and I like I felt the boom the the air kind of take me every time and it was kind of like I was leaning into it like giving a man a shoulder like come on and then just the the, the inner critic and then the inner champion went to absolute funky town with each other you know it was like like you know when Aladdin when the genie turns evil does he I think at some stage like he was really like you know you're a you're a waste like you're you're better off gone like you fucking go now and like I honestly can't put my finger on what was the thought like but you know, I turned on my heels went back I did eventually go over to the party like and like as an escapism of like putting on a brave face like you know got steaming sang the songs like and kind of felt awkward the next day like what the fuck was I doing there and I was just discussing this with a, a lad earlier who his, his dad's really sick with cancer like but he was saying, you know, he, he, his attitude's unbelievable. He probably should have been gone two years ago. And, you know, there's studies to show that, like, you know, people, they tend to pass away after Christmas, like, because they hold on because they know there's loved ones coming home. If they have something to look forward to, like, whatever's in their soul holds on. And I guess probably the thoughts of being home in a week gave me that little extra percentage of turning on my heels and getting my ass in gear and you know like I went back the second year like and I moved to my own spot which was good and bad like I, I felt like kind of a big brother environment although there were people you love like there's that um I forget the word you call it but like you know when you're on top of each other all the time and see you know um so like I remember I started like buying Enda McNulty commit Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within, like, I'm ba- it was like a Bible. I didn't even understand what I was reading or highlighting. So, like, I still have it. I'm meaning to go back through to see what was going through my head. I guess that's where probably the wheels started turning. Like, and I lived in an apartment with all the lads who played football with me. So, like, every Friday, every Saturday morning, knock on the door, Texas, paints, paints, paints. And for the first month, I purposely say I'm gone like and I just sit and wait for the knocks they knew I was in there like but I like I'd go to the cinema on my own and stuff like that like and I do enjoy my own company like when when my fiance goes away traveling now she's like she's like do you will you miss me and I'm like no like I love my own company like no offense but um and like it's because of her I probably sat in for those first two months because I was actually in a casino in Letterkenny gambling my money after a heavy weekend out and I don't know why but I text her I was like listen is there any chance like <laughs> any chance of getting a ball rolling here or anything because like we were going going out with each other when we were kids like and like even years after we broke up like I spent like times in bed like just could not sleep like you fucked up you fucked up like there was there was something really tight between us and like I was the first person she rang when she was moving to the UAE and I literally couldn't speak for like 10 minutes but I just said to her listen if I stay off the beer for three months would you consider a date and it's because of a post Paul Galvin put up of him and his wife he's like this is the woman who said no to her first date this is a picture of us on our honeymoon persistence is key and I always remember that like so when I did the three months off the beer I text her here three months off the beer any chance and like she didn't say yeah, but she did have a conversation. So I know 
I knew we were getting somewhere, like, but, and we started meeting up and, like, I'm not saying I was on a better road, but, like, I was on a better road, but I fucking was slipping back into bad habits. One particular weekend after a championship weekend, like, so championship was Friday, so Friday night, and all day Thursday, all day Saturday. Now, we work on a Sunday. I didn't go to work on a Sunday, and that was probably typical, like, of a lot of Irishmen, but particular of me at that time, like, disaster and uh so i was pacing over and back the room pacing over back the room started smoking cigarettes like anxious and just one of the lads said listen few the boys on the rollover go down get a pint settle yourself i was down just pacing over and back the pub and then eventually like we got into drinks so we were there till four or five in the morning and all of a sudden monday comes second day of work and phone went off at maybe like we're meant to be there at seven phone went off at like uh half nine ten or maybe a bit earlier probably my my year leader or my lane manager uh johnny uh, yeah 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 um are you coming to work today uh, um I, I i don't know and he goes well you fucking want to make your mind up lad <laughs> so i had to throw on me and go in and jesus like like people i worked with then like oh man i'd say they were just like this absolute idiot. But like, see me looking back now, like see lads, there's lads coming up that I'd be friendly with now. They're far younger than me. Like, and you know, I hate people saying, oh, he's a disaster and fucking Egypt and look what he's doing and look at his habits and stuff like that. Yeah, but you don't know what he's going through. Like, so who are you to, to judge? Like, fair enough, you like it doesn't align with your values or what you think is right. Like, but have you ever took a minute to see what's going on behind the scenes there like he's not just doing that to piss you off you know he's not just doing that to like anger you like there, there might be more to it and he might feel absolutely horrible every night he's on his own thinking about your comments or your dirty looks in the pub or stuff like that like you know wow jonathan you've certainly um hit many many areas there are many topics that we could delve into um i'd like to focus on what changed? At what point did you know something had to change? I was using, say, gambling and like maybe out of my depth and like coming home, losing a fortune or and like literally just like, oh, just want to turn into a car or turn another bus here, like just and then but go back to it the next day, like to get that hit or whatever it was, like just going back to low points, like and you know, like any, any gambler, you're going to show off your wins. You're going to buy the presents and you're never going to talk about your losses. Like, and as Paul Merson said on the James English podcast, like no matter how much work you do on yourself and your addictions are always outside your front door doing press ups and they're always going to come back at some stage when you think you're doing fine as a reminder, a temptation is going to come on board. And I always, um, I, connect that as well with your inner critic your inner critic will never go away it's like it's there it 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 is strong when it wants to be like when last week when i was suffering with covid like my inner critic was telling me at his loudest i am you're gonna die you are gonna die and luckily like that would have crippled me for a month and in the past or a week now i can like put my own like coaching techniques into play and like kill that in 10 15 minutes manifestation affirmations these kind of fluff words i i use them when i write i use them when i'm preaching whatever 
I don't like the particular words. I think they're very fluffy. Like, you know, I do like Tony Robbins. I do think he's fluffy in that American sense. Like, you know, that's just me personally. Like, but I get a great bit of value from him. Um, like, I actually said to myself, like, all these things you're putting into play or trying to put into play, fuck me, it actually is working. And, like, it was only, like, a couple of weeks ago that it clicked after years of, like, coaching people and doing it myself, whatever. Like, I was like, fucking hell, this this is working. Like, this is actually, actually working. Like, I, I'm always goal setting, like, and yeah. I'll write down crazy stuff because the way your brain functions, like, it's, like, where your mind goes, energy flows. Like, I have a vision board on the fridge there. And just when I was making it, like there happened to be in the template a black G-Wagon. And I said, you know what? I'll leave the G-Wagon in the vision board. So I have a picture of me like in great shape. I have a picture of someone getting their jiu-jitsu blue belt that I want to get this year. I have a picture of like my dad's first car that I'd like to buy him. I have a picture of like cooking. And like, it's just a constant reminder, like as if you're scrolling through social media before, you know, when you get up in the morning or before you go to bed, it's playing in your subconscious and like they they are constant reminders to me but honest to god like where your mind goes energy flows when i go on the road all i can see is black g wagons and it's not because there's no other cars there it's because each one of us we delete distort and we generalize information so like people listening to this podcast going off their previous experiences of podcasts previous experiences like in life and their beliefs will all make a different meaning of what they took from this. You, I'll take a different meaning, you'll take a different meaning, and that's just how the human bra- brain operates. Like, we take in 4 million pieces of information every second, but we obviously can't take that into the brain, so we all have ex- an internal filter to take those stuff through, and that stuff gets mixed with Im- imagination and past beliefs, and that makes your meaning of the world. Now, so that doesn't mean that your perspective is correct. It's probably unreliable. And it's when you look from other people's perspectives that you see that things, there's, there's ceilings that we can remove. So back to what I was saying to Catherine, like the biggest, craziest goal I said to her, I honest to God would have thought I couldn't achieve this in a year. No, no joke. Couldn't achieve it in a year. But I said, I'll give it a, I'll give it a good rattle and told a couple of people to keep me accountable. And like by Tuesday, two days later, I was 60% there and then Friday, 95%. And I was just like, what, what else is fucking possible here? Like what else? This is something I couldn't achieve in a year done in what in five days. Wonderfully put Jonathan and a couple of amazing nuggets there for strategies that was successful for you. If I can just repeat them, there was the vision board, there was the affirmations and goal setting. Was there anything else that, that particularly worked for you during these times? what I can think of because I'm looking at it here um, I took a big whiteboard home one day and like I hate pushing all this stuff like say on my fiance like but it's just like when you're passionate about something it's hard to not talk about it but like you do need to like okay hold on Jesus Christ like there like this might not be their cup of tea or like I said here I want to make a contract with you so we split the the board up into three pieces one year for one, one year from the day from today five years from today and 10 years from today let's make a list together of what we want to have achieved and what we want to have in our life and we i got her to sign it left it lovely in the bedroom or i like i'll try and leave it in the sitting room but 
when we have guests coming over, like she put it under the sofa, hide it, like, and I'm like, that has to be out, like, but you know, maybe she doesn't look at it too often, but I certainly do look at it every day. And I just pulled her into the room a month ago because it was the 12th of April. I said, look, look at that. Everything was ticked off it. And she was amazed, like even her own stuff. And then I was like, right, look towards that five years thing. There's nothing to stop us doing that within two years, like, you know. So, yeah, it's just another thing that, that um, I enjoy doing. I, I enjoy, like, like she doesn't enjoy it because she needs the big mirrors to, when she gets dolled up. Like, um, I probably should say that she doesn't need to get dolled up in case she listens to this. But, um, like, one day she came back from a flight, like, and I had the whole mirror riddled in black marker, blue marker, red marker, like, where are you fucking up? I wrote it, so I'm looking at myself as well. What do you need to do less of? How, like, what is it that makes you slip? I identified all those things, but then, like, not always focus on the negatives. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing good? What's serving you? What Do more of that. And, like, the, the mirror was ruined. Like, and I did it because... You know, I've done things probably in the last two years, like I've done a marathon with a weights vest without any training for a marathon. And I came home and like Catherine or my friends were like, that's unbelievable. And I was just, well, okay, but sure, what's next or whatever. Never given credit. And like I've come to, I've come to learn that if you're not happy with a cup of tea, you're never going to be happy with a yacht. Like, so, like, if I make a toasty now, I'm patting myself on the back. That's a goddamn fucking good toasty. So, like, if you don't appreciate the small things you do. And even yesterday, I caught myself, I like, I was doubting myself as a coach. I was like, am I doing enough to move the needle today? And I just wrote it down in my uh, diary. I was like, you did four hours of NLP studying. You did three back-to-back coaching calls. You're sick. You did a bit of content. You reached out to everybody. And you reached out to a couple of friends and then I realized, fuck, that's, that's a lot. And like, whereas 10 minutes before that dinner critic was telling me I'm doing fuck all and I'm useless. So it's just trying to, trying to put him to bay as best as possible. Lovely put, Jonathan. And it sounds, it sounds as if you and your fiance are a wonderful team together. Jonathan, my big question now is, is where are you today with everything? <laughs> you know, you get, you get people texting you. Geez, you're in bri- you must be in brilliant shape just because, like, I work out a lot. Like, I have a, I have a diet on my fridge that got me shredded two years ago. I'm, I have a little bit of a, you know, a belly or whatever you want to call it now. Like, I'm not in good shape. Like, just because you see on Instagram that someone's doing X, Y, and Z, don't believe that to be true. Geez, you're doing well. Like, how do you know that? Like, you know, I, you know, I do, like try, like, try my best to practice what I preach, but, like, I do have to... I do have to practice with my preach. I have to do those exercises that I'm doing with people, you know, because like I said, it's, it's always outside your door doing press ups. It's, it's always, there's always a temptation to come up with like, you know, probably for the first time in a long time, like you're probably really, really content, really kind of happy, really ballsy, really comfortable in my own skin, uh, proud, and then, then there's the other side, like, you know, life, like, you know, you're like, Jesus, like when I had COVID last week, like I was, I was like, thought I was on the way out and I was like, listen, God, I'm not done here. Like, you know, I'm not like, come on, don't let this be one of your short takings or whatever. And then I like, I was like, ah, oh, this man's listened to this conversation too many times before. Just paddle your own canoe for this one. Like, because, you know, I don't want to get 
like morbid on it like but I just starting to realize that life's too short like you know it really rocked me when I lost a really cro- close friend to a road traffic accident a couple of years ago and when I went home for that like I thought I needed to be the captain of the rest of her friends like you know stay strong act tough make them laugh whatever I only cried a wee bit when we were leaving the burial like and one of my mates said to me Jesus thank God I thought you were made of stone lad and like it was only like six months later we were at a snow patrol concert and I just broke down and I was uncontrollable like and that's not healthy like you know you should like you know plan ahead for obstacles and not not, like necessarily death but it could be death or it could be a slip up and know how you're going to manage it at the time so you're better prepared to like yeah you're going to get the slip up but you're better prepared to move forward and deal with it I, I was working with a lad like and like making big moves starting his own company and he he went to do a trek and do this amazing thing that not a lot of people in the world has done. And he was texting me on Tuesday night, like saying, geez, I've done this, you know. And like, I was just going over his goals for the year, like whether that was just to build confidence, to get a girlfriend, whatever. And, you know, Wednesday morning, he like, he, he, he was, he passed away. And like, I was just thinking, you know, like, look at everything he wanted to achieve and he's not getting that chance. Like, I like this might be selfish. I don't want to be robbed of that. You know, I want just to keep her left as long as I can and tick off everything that I want to do. Like, so, you know, I don't want to, I'd maybe I'm out of bargaining chips, like, or use the nine lives, like, but yeah, I just, like, I do, like, I'm really, really, uh, I don't know what to say, hopeful that the show goes on for as long as it can. Thanks, Jonathan. And I'm very sorry to hear about your friend, you know, but the, the, the idea of you expressing yourself and your friends finally noticing this know is extremely powerful and that's why we're here today to get people to express themselves and to get other people to listen and and to let let everybody know that it's okay to 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 get it out there and and to show your feelings and emotions jonathan you do lots of work and lots of help with people and um, i've read solar run and it's it's extremely powerful Um, can you just tell our listeners a small bit about it yeah it started off as like a three to five page workbook for men like literally a workbook with a sentence at the top and you fill in the blanks and I don't know what took took over me I remember like you know the thinking of Rocky don't know what the the thing was a bit rocky and I wrote a paragraph continued to write and then like I showed my girlfriend the the paragraph and she's like Jesus you're good at writing I was like am I and I wrote a bit more and then I couldn't stop but then like there was a fear in me if I keep going this has to turn into a monster so then I was like right let's just cut this here don't add anything more to it and yeah it's, it just probably is as true as it was to myself like in in terms of past personal experience like you know i call it solo run because i just keep going back to like Gidor that i love like when i like i probably only gave them a good commitment when i was 17 18 like and probably because of my own struggles like fell away from that like and it's probably another thing that hurts me like and you know i'll thinking that I'll never win a championship with my home club but then like I've switched that mindset to like I don't have to win a championship as a player I could be 50 years old as a water boy to that team that's winning a championship like so that's given me more more years on the clock but I call it solo run because people think that they're all every single person thinks the demons they have are they're the only ones going through it whereas the person next to them has like similar demons or other demons so like when you're on a solo run with your local team, like it's especially a powerful team like Gidor, like 
you have a man in front of you, a man to the left of you, a man to the right of you, and a man behind you in case you slip or in case you need to slip it off or in case you need help. Like, so, and if you drop the ball there and to, to get that ball back in your hands, like, so solo runs to notice that you have that support team around you when you're moving forward and it's okay to have a slip, it's okay to drop the ball and it's okay to have them boys around you, like, because you're not alone. Thanks, Jonathan. And uh, for anyone who wants to see Solo Run, where can they get it? Predominantly at the minute, I'm working through my Instagram page and I think on my Facebook page as well. But there's a link, link tree, a uh, link in my bio. You can click in there and you can download it for free. And anyone who just doesn't know how to do that, just shoot me a message and I'll send it over. Like it was always my intention for it to be a free downloadable ebook. Do you know, I've, I have got offers from like the likes of Austin Macaulay Publishing. I just feel like it was intended to be free. It's going to be free. We're going to keep it like that. I feel like it just it's going to get more. It could help that one extra person who wasn't willing to, you know, spend whatever amount on a little ebook. Like so, that's that's the that's the goal for that. Fantastic, Jonathan. And your Instagram handle is uh, Jonathan underscore Harkin, I believe. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan, look at it. You've, um, you've unearthed many, many topics that we could talk for hours here today, but unfortunately, we are restricted with time. Jonathan, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for everything and, and, and for expressing yourself, and it's very much appreciated. No bother, Kieran. Thanks very much for the conversation. And like I said, the show goes on. 